Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Ultra Platform. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, Scott was perhaps a prophetic opening over the course of the next three days. Brendan, what is the name of that song as we welcome you to Oilers now? Rock you like a hurricane, Bob. Well, we'll wait and see if we have something regarding a uh, much-discussed young Edmonton Oilers uh, forward. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from digitex.ca e-commerce store. No need to spend your valuable time meeting with door-to-door sales reps. Your all-in-one convenient location is digitex.ca. Digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology, software, IT, and supplies. I'm Bob Stoffer, back in the Edmonton studios again a special thanks to everybody out at Chorus Vancouver over the course of Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday for helping us out at the CKNW studios as well as at Rogers Arena. At Rogers Place today, the Edmonton Oilers opened up development camp. We have so much to get to. Of course, the Oilers got Philip Broberg, 10th, uh, 8th overall in the draft, and then at 38, uh, they landed uh, Raphael Lavoie, basically 
two players that a lot of people thought would go in the top 15 to 18 of the NHL draft, and the Oilers uh, got one at eight and one at 38. We will hear briefly from Ken Holland on today's show. We will have a one-on-one in the second hour of the show with Philip Broberg. Wayne Gretzky, you may have heard of him. He scored 892 goals. He was at the draft. We'll hear from him at 12.15 today. At 12.35, John Shannon with an overview of the Oilers' development camp and the progression and maybe where the the organization is at in overall depth and probably the best place they've been, certainly in the last 11 years that I've worked for the team, uh, Oilers' vice president of player personnel, Scott Housen, and at 135 to talk about the team that made the biggest noise at the draft, the New Jersey Devils, Southside Athletic Club legend, three-time Stanley Cup champion, Ken Danico. What a show we have for you. Straight into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for our friends at Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com, Direct Workwear, an Edmonton-based company. And here is Oilers General Manager Ken Holland on Philip Roberg. Oh, I like that he's uh, talented. I like that he's uh, you know six foot three. I like that he can skate. Um, he can move the puck. He can transport the puck. Um, Was he your guy for a while? And did you think he would be there at eight, or were you a little worried? No, oh, I haven't had it all. I mean, I, I don't know if you. <laughs> yeah, you have the seven teams ahead. Of you make your decisions, and certainly we had our lists. Um, thought that uh, there was a lot of good players at the top part of the draft. We knew we get we were going to get a good player. Um, we're excited to get Philip. Well, Dusty, you finally found a way to get on the show, so congrats to that. Uh, this is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, good guy, by the way. We'll tell you this. Uh, here's how you can reach us on River Creek Resort Casino Hotline 780496. 0063. River Cree's getting bigger and better. Smoke-free 100% this month out at the River Cree Resort and Casino. They do have a separate smoking area called Embers. I was out there about a week ago to check it out. Um, it's a beautiful new room. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line, not your small-town dealership, with a new Huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stauffer, and tweet Brendan, at Brendan Escott. We have Dayton Abbott, our intern, with us as well. So, let's get to the... And, and Brendan, I kind of teased everybody there as you opened up with Rock Me with the Hurricane. Yes, pull Yarvi. Uh, so, here's kind of where we're at right now. Logic dictates... The teams that are interested in Poliarvi, they've probably let the Oilers know at this stage because they probably want to have things in place by July 1st. So let's say you have a restricted free agent forward that's played roughly the same amount of games as Poliarvi. Poliarvi, by the way, is an RFA as well. And you're thinking, you know what? We think Poliarvi has a higher upside than our guy. And our guy is probably going to be required to be paid 1.75 to 2.25 million, and maybe we bring Pulleyarvi in and we just qualify him, and he gets you know a 10 percent bump on 925,000 base, which would take him over just over a million bucks. You're going to need to know that before you dip in a free agency, okay? If you're the Oilers, you want to know what you're getting back for Pulleyarvi, and I would suggest to you that there's multiple teams that are in on him, okay? And so if you're Edmonton, you're going, well, are we getting back a guy that's 2 to 2.5 million? Because if we do get that guy back, 
that might take us out of the mix of some potential mid-range free agents that we're looking at up front. Clearly, the Oilers have experienced defensemen. they got a plethora now, especially by, with the addition of Broberg, of some young D that are coming. It's probably the deepest part of the organization. Evan Bouchard, Broberg, Dmitry Samarukov, Caleb Jones, Ethan Bear, William Lagason. Not all the realm of possibilities in three years from now. Three or four of those guys could be in the Oilers' t- uh, defense moving forward. But up front, there's movement that's potentially available. I put a tweet out last week believing the Oilers could spend 2 to $3 million, maybe 3 and a half at the high end on one forward and then sign a couple other forwards on one-way deals at like 800 So we mentioned Brett Connolly yesterday on Twitter. Now, do I, you know, will he, could he get $4 million somewhere? He might. I'd have to talk to Jerry Johansson about that. In a perfect world for Edmonton, if they could get him at three times three, he might make sense. I'm just not convinced they can get him at that price point. Some names out there, you know, assuming that maybe a guy like Brett Ritchie doesn't get qualified out of Dallas. He was making $1.75 million last year. Uh, Daniel Carr was a free agent. He is a UFA, by the way. Ritchie's an RFA. Maybe those are guys you can get in the 800 to a $1 million range. In fact, I'm sure you could if you offer them a one-way deal. So time will tell in that front, but you need to know what you're going to get back. An argument can be made what makes the most sense for Edmonton is a guy who maybe has spent the last couple of seasons in the minors and is ready to take the next step. So for the sake of argument, we mentioned Julian Goche from Carolina. Sebastian Ajo is with the Carolina Hurricanes. He, too, is... Rep- Jerry Johansson's going to be busy because he's got Ajo and he's got Braden Point. And those guys are huge players for the respective organizations that they're with. My guess is Sebastian Ajo believes he can make Yessa Pugliarvi a player. And if I was Carolina and Tom Dundon, and trust me, it's Tom Dundon, I would be willing to make that risk, make that bet. So the Hurricanes look at moving to prospect Edmonton for Pugliarvi. I think they would contemplate that. Would Tampa Bay do it? They have tons of second-round and third-round players over the last three or four years contributing on their farm team. They need a younger, cheaper guy. Maybe they think. They look at Pugliarvi. People mention Pittsburgh? Possibly. And again, what's the return going to be? I do think a U.S. market would probably work better for Pugliarvi. Little, just, I think he needs to be gradually brought along. But to me, the best place, if I was Marcus Lato, the place that I'd be happiest with for Jesse would be Carolina. So we'll wait and see on that front. But it's my belief it has to get done in the next three or four days, if it's going to happen. He is going to be one of the storylines. Milan Lucic, different conversation. Don't know yet. Don't know what's going to transpire on that front. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Tweet us, at Oilers Now. Uh, another suggestion out there, Mitch has texted the show to say, what about Brock McGinn from Carolina? Well, he's a little bit more of an established player. We'll wait and see. Some might say, well, wait a sec, Bob. You just got Raphael Lavoie. Why would you go get Julian Goche? Well, time will tell. It is 12-16 in Edmonton. We're going to take an early break. You can text us at 630-630 on our Heartland Ford text line. This is Oilers Now. 
This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 1217 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. And the next conversation that's going to take place is with two guys that have combined to score 892 regular season goals in the National Hockey League. We welcome back to Oilers Now, Wayne Gretzky. Hello, Wayne. How are you? I'm doing good, Bob. How are you doing today? Good. How did you enjoy your time in Vancouver? Well, it's an interesting time of the year. I think that uh, most importantly, it's uh, a chance for uh, grandparents and parents and relatives uh, who have worked so hard and put so much time and effort and money into uh, the the childhood of a young hockey player to get a chance to get drafted. So, obviously, it's a it's a great, uh, exciting time for the entire family. And then. Of course, it's an opportunity for teams to uh, get some depth and better themselves and uh, look to the future of having some bright young stars on their hockey club. Well, ironically enough, you never went through this process, uh, but mm-hmm. the the growth and maturation and development of the great Oilers teams that you played with stem from the work that Barry Fraser and Glenn Sather did at the NHL draft, starting with that 79 draft. I mean, you look at the 79, 80, in 81 draft years for the Edmonton Oilers, and it was the genesis, Wayne, of you guys building that Oilers dynasty. No question. Um, first of all, it takes a lot of hard work and good scouting, and then you got to be a little bit lucky. Uh, the very first year, uh, Kevin probably was better than the 21st player uh, in the draft, and he fell to the Oilers, and that sort of stabilized our defensive core for a great number of years. Um, for whatever reason, uh, still haven't figured out how Mark Messier was a third uh, third round pick, and you know when you can build your franchise around one of the greatest players that ever lived, obviously that makes life a lot easier. Um, and then of course Anderson and Curry, sort of being later picks, um, and then just as important, uh, I think it took a lot of guts for the Oilers. Paul was known as an offensive-mind defenseman, and some teams were maybe skeptical of his defensive uh, play. So uh, he kind of was sitting pretty for the Oilers to draft, and then it took a great deal of guts. In those days, nobody drafted goaltenders in the first round, and we took Graham Fuhr, uh, eighth pick overall, to go with the sixth-round draft pick in Andy Moak. So that's solidified our goaltending for a lot of years. So, yeah, the draft is very important. All right. Wayne Gretzky joining us right now on Oilers Now. Bob Stauffer with you. Wayne, you were at the uh, draft table. Um, Ken Holland running the draft this year. Your brother, obviously, uh, there. Bob Green. Uh, all the scouts and that sort of thing. Uh, I know that uh, Daryl and Harrison Cates were there as well. Was there a calmness? Uh, under Ken, or, or, or because where our broadcast location is, as you know, is at the other end of the arena. I had the binocs mm-hmm. on you guys a bit, but I couldn't quite pick up everything. And I'm just wondering, did you get a different sense or a different feel having a guy like Holland who's been doing this? Because Peter Shirelli was experienced too, but Ken's been doing this a long time. And this is how Ken Holland cut his teeth. He cut his teeth as a scout. Yeah, and uh, he was very successful at it. Um, yeah, the table was very calm. Um, 
I don't know a lot of the players. Obviously, I don't get a chance to see a lot of these kids play, but I just listen to what they're talking about and what they're saying. Um, they had a tremendous comment, as uh, Peter did, too, when he was at the table. And if you look at what um, the scouting staff has done over the last couple of years, the uh, stable of young kids that we've able to, been able to compile, uh, there's definitely a great deal of depth now in the minor league system. And with that depth, um, consequently, you're not rushing or racing players to play in the National Hockey League if they're not ready. And I think that of all the general managers in hockey, one of the great fortes about Kenny is that he's in no race to move players from the American League to the National Hockey League. And he's been very successful uh, with that sort of mindset in Detroit and now with a bunch of the young kids that we've had last year uh, in Bakersfield and with the new crop of kids that we have that probably spend some time in Bakersfield um, we've compiled uh, uh, a good load of uh, young talented depth players Um, and I know people get concerned about drafting what position and what your needs are but you know, I think everybody uh, has the same feeling on that. Unless it's Crosby or Connor or a dry sidle, a player of that caliber, you take the best player available. And ultimately, at the end of the day, those become assets. And the more assets you have, the more depth you have, the more opportunities you have that down the road, if you need a centerman or need a left winger, you have those assets that are viable for you. But they were very calm. Um, there was two or three guys that they loved in the top seven that got picked. And for 24 hours that I was there, um, they stayed to the they stayed the course that if those guys were picked, that was the guy they were, they were focused on. That's the guy they wanted. And they were very thrilled when he fell into their lap. And they think they got a really good young player with great upside. Vice Chair of the Oilers Entertainment Group, Wayne Gretzky, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Wayne, uh, you know, you spent a lot of time in St. Louis, obviously, uh, Janet's family being from there. They just won the Stanley Cup, and they dominated five-on-five play against Boston in that series. And to me, the major reason why they dominated five-on-five play was the depth of their defense. I mean, they played Jay Bomeister out of Edmonton. You know him well. Uh, put him uh, together with Colton Pareko out of St. Albert. That enabled Petrangelo to play in his second pairing, mostly with Vince Dunn. So Pareko, Dunn, Petrangelo, those guys were drafted by the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Joel Edmondson drafted by St. Louis. You can never have enough good defensemen, can you? No, and, you know, we talk about this all the time, and even back with the days of the heyday of the 80s, that if you look up, go back and look at old footage, old uh, interviews, um, everyone to a man will tell you that, you know, it was fun to play offense and it was exciting for the fans and we scored a lot of goals and that was all fun and games. But ultimately, when it got down to it, you know, our defensive play is what won us championships. And, you know, when you have a defense core of, uh, you know, Leif Hoagland and Kevin Lowe, we have Paul Coffey and Charlie Huddy. Our third pairing a lot of times was uh, Donnie Jackson or Randy Gregg. And Randy Gregg was really an underrated player that was definitely, in a lot of teams, a top three defenseman. And he was very reliable, both killing penalties and four and four. And 
uh, power play time. So your defense core uh, is the makeup of a championship team. And as you said, the, the St. Louis defense was exceptional the last half of the year and heading into the playoffs. With that, um, they got a boost from a young goaltender that seemed to find his game and go to another level. And part of him going to another level was uh, the hard work and the strong effort and team play by their, you know, six defensemen. But I also think that Doug Armstrong made a few good moves. Vinny uh, O'Reilly obviously was a, a big coup for sure. I, I just have a, a world of uh, respect for Braden Shen, to how he plays the game. Uh, sort of uh, probably a little bit similar to Messier in that he's reliable defensively and plays hard and he's good offensively. And then the addition of Bozek. And those three guys uh, really helped stabilize uh, the core of the forward group. Uh, ultimately, the team came together and coaching changed seemed to come at the right time and he seemed to be the right coach for them. And there's no question when you win game seven on the road in the Stanley Cup playoffs, you deserve to get your name on the Stanley Cup. And so it's an exciting time in St. Louis, and I think it's a positive for hockey uh, throughout North America that a, a new city and a new team won. And uh, the other side of things, it just shows you with the parity in the game today and the way the league is set up, you can turn your franchise around in 6 to 12 months um, if you stay the course. And that's where Kenny comes in and stabilized, and uh, he's very calm. Uh, he's got a calming influence on the whole organization, and I think that'll spread throughout the hockey club. All right, Wayne, we're going to try to make you chuckle here at the end. Uh, Trevor Gretzky was up on stage at the awards, uh, along with uh, was it Luke Robitaille's? Uh, there were two other, uh, Lemieux and Robitaille's kids. They both won Rookie of the Year, and Trevor delivered the uh, comedic element. Now, have you worked on that, or is Janet? Who's responsible for him having that that artistic license up there? <laughs> you know, what's funny about that is I always think uh, the fact that I didn't win Rookie of the Year, which, which is fine, I understand that, but I always think of Harold Ballard, because Harold Ballard was the guy that implemented the rule in the mid-70s because he was mad that the WHA uh, were taking 18-year-old players from junior hockey, and those guys were playing two and three years and then jumping over to the NHL. And so he thought he was going to curtail guys going to the WHA by putting in a rule that if you played in the WHA, you couldn't win Rookie of the Year. So so be it. Uh, I loved my year in the WHA. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to win the Calder, but, hey, life goes on, and that's the way it works. But, what? no, I... I didn't even know he was doing it till the day of. <laughs> he called me and I said, where are you? And he said, I'm in Vegas for the award show. Um, and uh, he texted me because he said I was winning an award. And I said, I didn't know anything about it. He said, are you in Vegas? And as it turned out, um, in the rehearsal, they just put my name, Wayne Gretzky, on all the awards. <laughs> well, I think you won pretty much all of them. You have over 60 uh, separate records still. And, Wayne, uh, the best part about uh, the whole situation with Harold Ballard is the Leafs still haven't won a cup since 1967, and Edmonton's got five. So they got they got some time to uh, catch up to us. Wayne, we appreciate the time. Thanks for touching base with us here after the draft, and we look forward to hopefully getting a chance to talk down the road. 
Okay, you guys have a great summer. Enjoy the time off. All right. You, see you later. Thanks, Wayne. That is Wayne Gretzky joining us on Oilers Now. It is 1229 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with John Shannon when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.